0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Mystery School. I'm your host, Jacob Cox, and tonight's topic is artificial intelligence. Um, This is a topic that is pretty hot right now in a lot of different places, something I am incredibly honored to talk about with my good friend, Morgan Browning here that I've known for probably a few years now. Yeah, things go five fast. Feels like a lifetime, but I'm glad he's with us tonight. I'll let him introduce himself a little bit more now.
1: Hi, everybody. And welcome to an amazing subject with a lot of different directions. I look forward to diving down a couple of fun rabbit holes with y'all. Again, my name is Morgan. I am, full disclosure, not an AI practitioner. I Hmm. am not employed in the industry, um, but I do have fun researching and putting a technical background to use in uncovering some of the deeper layers of some of these kinds of subjects. So uh, this was a fun one. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to come speak with you and all of you uh, this evening to really, well, to unpack some of the uh, some of the influences on the subject so that we kind of understand is ai an ally or is it a threat or is it possibly both
0: right i definitely going to say both that's me i'm a gemini so i can always see both sides of the of the coin um i just wanted to let you guys know i've known morgan for a a couple years and gone really deep with him down the rabbit hole into our past ancient past and civilizations the future and the now and to um what he said earlier you know we are in an incredible time right now the dark is really dark the light is really lit and it's you know both sides are are there to equally dive into and i feel like both are necessary really mm-hmm. honestly like both are necessary not one or the other i'm like you know i love the light worker term and everything like that but i would not be where i'm at had i not had my own darkness not not that i have my own darkness that i'm able to you know, experience things for growth. I mean, a seed can't grow without being buried first into the darkness. So Mm. uh, I think that's super important for us all to realize like it's all necessary. It's all good. If it was daytime all day, we'd all die and plants would all die and we would, and that balance of night and day is really helps us survive and to thrive really. So um, yeah. So I asked Morgan to come on come tonight and really honestly, whatever he wanted to talk about and the subject came up and it's just something I really haven't had a huge discussion with anybody else but you. So it just made total sense to make AI our talk for tonight. And we've already talked about it. This will definitely probably be something that has to evolve and to grow out into probably multiple conversations on down the road. Which I hope perhaps you will perhaps, join yeah. me for um, and new things as well if you if you feel up to that.
1: Yeah, and I look forward to reading any commentary tonight or uh, in future viewings. Uh, this has the potential of. Really becoming a uh, a much broader thread than I think one hour can hmm. can warrant here. but um, to to roll right into it, um, we have really five areas to cover. I suspect we'll get through um, a sampling of all five of these topics, but if we can deep dive into some of them and then you know hold some off for the conversation after or uh, or maybe plan a future, Conversation. Uh, so, again, I look forward to reading the comments to see what kind of interest there is on the subjects. And again, thank you, Jacob. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Honor.
0: Thanks for being here. Let's get to it. I feel like the first question Morgan posed to me, like, what is it? What is AI? And I'm going to let you sop all this first one. What is it? We,
1: we're going to dive into how does it work? What is the history to the present in the, you know, encompassing what is this AI, artificial intelligence? And I'll just start with, and forgive me. This uh, this is an opinion. I believe artificial intelligence, as a phrase, is a euphemism. Mm. I believe that it is really a, a descriptor of any system that in a, that attempts to mimic the human mind or body. Um, and I, I use those distinctly. Um, artificial intelligence has, since the fifties, really been um, uh, a tool to Test and and develop the um, digital technology such that it can emulate or even supersede uh, the capacities of the human mind. Mm. And it's uh, been that way since the '50s, uh, when um, the first developers ran a mouse through a maze, a mechanical mouse through a maze.
0: Oh wow, mechanical one! I didn't even know that.
1: With um, with the intent of that mouse learning its way through uh, through iterations right wow. which is essentially uh, a distilled version of what artificial intelligence does which again mimics the executive function of the brain mm-hmm. so artificial intelligence is a euphemism it's it's really an end state and uh we'll we'll get into a little bit later um the the underlying layer of artificial general intelligence whereby a an algorithm can vastly outpace the human mind in cognition and complexity and solving uh, solving problems but mm-hmm. uh it is showing up everywhere uh we had a little bit of a conversation uh, a moment ago about it shows up in the phone in the form of different facial recognition uh, character characterizations uh it shows up in uh, it's now showing up in home appliances, it's it's in the cars, it's it's everywhere. We don't really need to go down that just yet. But um, it's essentially measured by the Turing test, which um, Professor Turing was uh, involved early on in defining the mechanics of measuring uh, the success of uh, an algorithm in improving itself through data regression. Through, well we'll we'll get into the, some of the architecture. Um, but it's the defining a defining characteristic is that technology is or digital technology is scalable, infinitely so mm-hmm. so that we can see without a broad physical footprint, an algorithm can become more and more capable, complex, and faster um, simply in the cloud, right. Right, so that makes it an and uh, along with any other um, uh, digital technology, a highly effective and efficient way to uh, to create change or to create influence over over a a population or an individual.
0: yeah because they're they're collecting data and they're they're learning it's essentially learning, right um I you know that was technical my um, just easy peasy definition to me is artificial intelligence versus what natural intelligence that naturally things evolve, but even at some point, I mean, if if artificial intelligence is so uh you know, just so being created so much if, if it's just becoming kind of like a norm, then you know, it gets to be a point where like it's being created by a natural process too, maybe something that just naturally happens on different planets and civilizations. This is something that, you know, not just something that we have come to terms with, but every civilization probably uh, out there in the galaxy has to come to terms with yeah. artificial intelligence at some point. Like somebody's going to create something that doesn't, that talks, man, you know, like you're going to have that that learns and it grows and it evolves. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I, I I know about different kinds of artificial intelligence. And, and one of those is the crystal skull that I want to talk about later. Mm-hmm. But it's very similar to what's going on much in a different way. But um, I, yeah, and artificial intelligence is things that we create versus what naturally would evolve, right? But right. it seems like they might actually naturally
1: evolve. So, yeah. um, So, it's, it, and it's you raise a very good point. It's good to think of artificial intelligence as a complement. To biological intelligence or natural bi- bi- intelligence, bi- yeah, right? Science. So if we can, uh, if we can compartmentalize it in such a way that where uh, it's it's not an either or, or it's not a takeover. However, um, it is a useful tool that is gaining strength, and and um, the extent to which it becomes a a major influence uh, over us as individuals or as a group. Um, or a society Uh, we'll get into this a little bit later but my theory is that it is destined to become um, a a, it it always has been a tool for humanity Mm -hmm. it was designed developed implemented through humanity Mm -hmm. Uh, the objectives optimization criteria data sets they're all defined by a human. Mm-hmm. right? Yep. now th- some might argue that is changing now. AI can write AI. AI can define uh, what data sets and parameters, uh, but th- it's that original generative AI um, that is still beholden to the uh, to the whims of its creator.
0: Yeah, that that's definitely pretty pretty cool too, right? that we have this system that we've created that's learning. And um man, it's just it's mind blowing really like when you think about it. Like yeah.
1: what? Um let's let let's get into just how it works and let's uh try to chunk this down so that we can come back to some of these chunks a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that okay. sounds good, man. Yeah. So we talked about data. Uh AI is fed, it eats data, mm-hmm. right? It with that data, it. Uh, that it harvests constantly from whatever databases or sensors uh, it has available to it. Uh, it will organize and manage these according to classical data sciences. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of work done with that data that we don't need to get into, but with data sciences, we can use data to discover patterns and correlationships of various, of variables mm-hmm. and what the data sciences or, um, Machine learning gets into is turning it into information, and that information is used by uh, an algorithm in the form of an expert system, right. which, in a in a highly simplified uh, example, you can look at as a a system of equations. In a system of equations, you're trying to understand through uh, through a data set. Um, how to influence an outcome, mm-hmm. right? And what AI is doing is constantly regressing that data, constantly understanding it uh, to feed the, uh, an algorithm that can then spit out an answer that is um, that is good or right. that is optimized, right? The, um, the 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 output of that expert system can take various forms. I think we're most familiar with the different visualizations mm-hmm. that we see pop well, up the, online. The chat GPT. There's a chat GPT with large language models right. that uh, allow uh, the algorithm to um, produce a uh, either a long or short form output in that's legible to us, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can imagine all the different languages, human languages, um, that an AI might need to interpret that into.
0: Right. Yeah that that is interesting in all the things that we're talking about that it, the language the, the the chat gpt that there's so many um there's so many things that they can do and, and to some extent I'm, I wonder you know like if you can create this incredible picture without having to paint do we lose our creativity i, I mean i can't really paint much anyway right. but i know that if i put something in chat gpt i can get something far beyond better what i could do personally but there are people who can paint really well and does that put someone out of business so they can you can come up with this a great artwork in 10 seconds or someone has to take 10 hours to create something that's so that's one of our first someone to play devil's advocate where those things are great and as tools they're great but do we lose our creativity because of those things are we uh, you know somebody's going to write a novel with it mm-hmm. with a with the chat gpt instead of using their own imagination to mm-hmm. write it and do we become like this more mechanical society because it's more you know, I mean, I guess eventually they have their own kind of personalities, each one. But you know, it seems like to me they would be more, you know, dry almost a little bit. Where I've, it's the robot coming up with it, and they don't. Yeah. Have, I mean, I guess they they can you know pull up the jokes from the world and what's relevant and things like that. But
1: yeah, creativity is the essence of I think the uh, the big dilemma with AI. Uh, you know we're in an esoteric community here with ascension works tv so Mm -hmm. i think we can really um, kind of spread our wings in this conversation a little bit i see creativity as a tool of the gods Mm -hmm. or an uh a characteristic of the christ consciousness or the or the or or a divine nature right right yeah um can so the so the question then becomes is an artificial or is an algorithm that we're calling ai creating something or is it deriving it from something else that well i mean is,
0: it's the programmer right
1: that comes the, back to the programmer
0: that's, right that's the creator the, right you know, the but once it's style.
1: out of the programmer's hands is is that ai actually creating something or is it deriving what it do you from mean what it's what out, out of their
0: hands? hands like once they've let it go and this thing's learning collecting and itself, doing it, right? whatever it wants right. to do right. without right. parameters
1: yeah because i so feel like
0: the, i mean all these things when i think about it like these we we're getting a lot of AI all of a sudden, right? But that's just because somebody just dropped on us because a lot of people have been using that shit for a long time, right? A mm-hmm. long decades at least that, that certain organizations who have this technology and been using it and probably a lot against us. We all know, right? Collecting our data. Where are we at? What are we doing? Where are we spending our money at? Listen to our conversations. Oh, you want to talk about that here? I'm going to send this to you so you can buy it now because you need it. You've been talking about it, Um you know, those things are definitely happening. So what we're getting is just kind of like the breadcrumbs of these sandwiches people have been eating for a long time, right? So there's a lot more going on than what we're aware of. In the past
1: and currently and uh, yeah.
0: But one of the things that people say is like when you talk to ChatGPT or when you talk to someone, you're going to get these unbiased answers, but it's probably not that way. You know, there's, you know, media and information is really misinformed a lot now. And there's certain obviously agendas that are being played out in a lot of different kinds of, um sure you know media so sure but it seems like i would just be weary of of that um you know that when you're using a certain thing and trying to get certain answers for it to write a book is it going to write one of these a woke book or is it going to write you know this other kind of uh, child's book and what's it going to give to you and and is it going to have themes in it that are being played out globally Right now, in certain civilizations or certain cultures around the world,
1: the, these are these are fantastic questions, <laughs> and, and there are probably a thousand more. Um, and uh, I, I just want to shed light on what we understand. To your point, what we uh, understand of artificial intelligence is really just a small sampling of what the industry is working on. Right. Sure, yeah. So, and and last bit on kind of how it works there is the the hmi or the human machine interface right with the large language models or whatever uh in input output we're available that's being made available to mm-hmm. us right mm-hmm. but ai is vastly useful outside of human machine interface mm-hmm. you can have ai informing other applications other systems uh, mechanical or otherwise um, that i think in an industrial uh, at, at industrial scale far exceeds the footprint or the influence that AI might have on a culture, right? It's being used in industry to, um, well, in products and in the operations. Um, It's being used in media, as you said, Um, I include in my notes, um, and I'll make a link available um, to those interested uh, after we, uh, after we're live. Um, it's it's been used in media to write articles that are then plugged into websites uh, with an author's name on it that mm-hmm. might, and that author has no existence outside of that article. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Sports Illustrated uh, was caught doing this. And uh, anyway, that's another kerfuffle. But I mean, the whole thing
0: is <laughs> is is really grounds for subliminal messaging and agendas at take place for me because sure. you know when you have algorithms and things that can you know put someone's post at the top because they're talking about things that this this platform likes and this person's not and all i had to hear is catches a few q words on this one and put this one up top and put here's at the bottom because or, and like less people see it because um you mm-hmm. know i don't you know all i need is a few words and then i can put them wherever i want to and i feel like that's probably happening um, whatever hashtag you know, words yeah. people are using on yeah. their posts, mm-hmm. and, and so that to me is where it's definitely dangerous. Because I and I don't want to play devil's advocate. I told you that I would, but I mean, I definitely am for and against it. I mean, I feel like ultimately, I told you before, Star Wars is my is my documentary, yeah. and that C three PO and R two D two are really out there somewhere. You know, <laughs> falling around some Jedi who's who's just a master magi agree. who's learned how to you know. Yeah um use the force and to me that's what's that's one thing too i feel like to realize is like we do have this magical force that's all around us that we're all a part of and we can tap into that and so we don't need a telephone to to channel someone around the world we can do tele- telepathy and and talk to someone in another country you know just through our own minds cuz we're all connected um and we don't need phones to do that and so that's one of the things i often think that it's artificial it, do we need these things um do we have to have them? Is, it, is our world um, somehow in some kind of party for not having these things or are they are they really needed? And then I think about Master Crystal Skull, which I feel like is super important to talk about because it is one thing that's probably not going to go in the discussion of AI often, but really, honestly, it has to be.
1: As, and, as, as to bracket the conversation, yes, I agree. Crystal's let's uh or quartz Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. uh that's what's in your phone making it saving up data and everything quartz is everywhere it's in uh it's in every quartz clock or watch uh since the 60s Mm -hmm. um it's um it's inherent to technology uh through its um through the its vibratory rates something like 32,000 hertz right Mm -hmm. and once you once you can identify um how quartz vibrates uh, when you apply um, a charge to it, um, you can make that quartz either store information or uh, you can um, run some ratios and execute a clock mm-hmm. on it, right? Yeah,
0: look into a crystal ball and see right? the future. <laughs> so Max
1: is, I think, a fine example to to help us understand what AI um, is really trying to mimic. So mm-hmm. if we take take a step back and look at the technocracy, and the um the layers of technology available to us as consumers or professionals or what have you right Mm -hmm. um we can it's not long before the uh the awakened mind starts to understand that technology in broken down into, into its parts is a proxy for human capability Mm-hmm. Right. So a transducer radio is another example. It uses quartz, piezoelectric properties, of quartz to uh, to send out a, a signal on the uh, on a certain bandwidth of the EMF spectrum.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Guess what the pineal gland does? There are little salt crystals in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They get squeezed by a muscle
2: mm-hmm. in the gland mm-hmm.
1: and those crystals emit uh, an EMF. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they uh, that are our aura. Mm -hmm. right so that's um, AI is one example of uh, among many like the Piney Glen of um, an artificial uh, proxy to human divine faculty Mm -hmm. I firmly believe that I also want to touch on something you mentioned with Star Wars and how other planets other civilizations uh, galaxies perhaps even other universes are using AI or have been for a long time. I firmly agree that we are just Earth is a sandbox. We're an experiment <laughs> uh, in this part of the universe. That um, that uh, well, and AI is just one example of this. But we are a um, we are simply a an example of the development of technology through uh, through divine intervention through. Um, uh through <laughs> I hate to say this, but through military um the uh technological development through the ages has been largely influenced through off-planet exopolitics.
0: Mm-hmm. And technology in general, like mm-hmm. usually the best way to find you know something that flies or something that swims, you know, or something that um you know sure. like a submarine that goes underwater mm-hmm. is to is to use Animals and things and how they're built and able to in order to build an airplane that mimics those things that that animal does. And so it makes sense to mimic us in order to create artificial intelligence. So when you were talking about the crystals in the pineal gland, one point or one part of my life when I had a spiritual experience, I felt what felt like the crystals kind of cracking up in the liquid, kind of like if you were to break a um a glow stick. I felt that exact it's crazy. I felt that feeling. But it felt like that to me. Like, but, you know, the, the crack happened, the crystals mixed with the liquid, and all of a sudden I had this glowing um, light in my head, but it didn't go outside of my head. It was inside, but I instantly knew if I was able to fully access my pineal gland or my third eye, then I would have an aura around my head. Right. And uh, back to Max, and I feel like there's people out there like, well, you didn't say much about Max. I just wanted to say there's Legend of the Mayan 13 crystal skulls, and one in the British Museum, Smithsonian, Anna Mitchell Hedges skull that's home by her old late husband or her husband. She died, Anna Mitchell Hedges died. And um, that's the one with the, 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 the cheekbone that's um not attached. Um that's one of the most famous ones. But Max is a crystal skull, like 18 pounds, five crystals fused together in a way we can't fuse them together today. And you know, long you guys have heard these crystal skulls have gone through intense, um, you know, scientific investigation to find out about them. And they just we just can't do these things today. And to me, you know, my my awakening, um, I was like, I found out about this thing, and I had to go see it. And I've seen it several times. I've slept next to it overnight. And this thing is basically a computer. I feel like that needs no keyboard. It doesn't need a mouse. Like it's an intelligent. You're almost kind of like um, Captain Planet that the guy they used to talk to, you know, was like a computer that talked kind of personality. He's got his own voice and a personality and you can like, you know, be quiet and meditate and ask this thing questions and it can give you answers back loud and clear, but it speaks kind of telepathically to you. And I I just, I feel like to me, that's, it's got, it's some kind of artificial intelligence made by an incredible shaman or some kind of, you know, just hide adept advanced entity Mm -hmm. you know what i mean In somehow some way Mm -hmm. but this thing i feel like had the connection to the akashic record so you know certain people who are not so spiritual can have artificial intelligence that kind of takes advantages of people and you know may not have the moral values and there's some people who could create something i think that's so pure blissfully beautiful and and, and amazing that you could spend 30 minutes with this thing and change your life. And you'd be like, wow, that's crazy. But this is a crystal. And then they're just random crystals, you know, they can actually communicate with you and talk to you. So, but this one was much different than all of those experiences I had with just random crystals. This was much more mm. intense, much more energy charged. Um, this thing knew things about my life that just made me ball out crying <laughs> and had a personality too, to boot. So uh, yeah, I think you know we're just looking at a small, a small fraction of lens of of what is available, what's possible, and that things like Star Wars really are true. That there probably are aliens out there and entities, even on this planet, that have robots that help them do things and you know are super intelligent. And I mean, I mean, I guess again, there is no when it comes to creation and creator. There's there's no end. It just could probably get infinitely crazy to what's the what's the guy on the marvel with the that has the jewel in his head you know what i'm talking about his his wife a lady is the scarlet witch yep um somebody's gonna pull it up here in a second but you know that dude is like super cool man and he's you know obviously some kind of artificial intelligence and it's like there it is right in front of you we can create things you guys wouldn't even imagine
1: yeah yeah (laughs) you mentioned the akashic you know what is the cloud a proxy for the economy Uh,
0: yeah (laughs) what is the internet the internet is the physical rendering of the internet of all things being connected Mm. the cloud is it's like all these things people are making yeah and that's why it's hard to determine sometimes if it's okay or not because they do mimic natural law and natural um natural ideas and Mm -hmm. and things like that Mm -hmm.
1: the uh you're hitting on some really good subjects and 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 researching some of these um i'm running across a lot of different. Um, projects to bring coherence to the Akashic or at least here on this planet right Mm -hmm. and it becomes abundantly clear that AI is a clarifying tool on the technology side to bring coherence to a society now whether that is uh, done in you know according to an agenda or not is another matter right Uh, we talked about um Uh, how chat GPT will provide an answer that uh, fits a certain format or might, you know, it might shy away from certain subjects or Mm -hmm. certain uh, give you a certain tone. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, AI can be trained to, uh, and we're seeing this with, um, with Elon's new um, uh, AI that um, I, I won't mention the name of it, but the, um, the tone the breadth of information it's working with the depth um, or the risk or the um, uh, any any taboo subjects can be trained in or out of the domain of that ai's knowledge base right Mm -hmm. um it it gets it gets really fascinating just to understand how broad the potentialities really are in just Um, are, you know, those tools that are being made available to the consumer, you know, for free. You know, Mm -hmm. once you start really diving into what the capabilities are and um, applying large amounts of money, right, to developing those capabilities, Mm -hmm. you know, the sky's the limit. It's possible to come up with uh, just without any code whatsoever. You can jump online and build a company according to uh, a, a pretty simple set of steps, um, that um, that can um, uh, define that that, that build, for that company, you can define and execute uh, your own bot that will optimize for certain conditions, whether it's going to book clients or provide information according to a data set that's not available elsewhere, right, differentiating your company from others, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. That's impossible without any code background whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, which you know, I
0: can see the conveniency for a company to want to have that. Sure. You know, that's great. Yeah, is that taken away from some kind of person's job? And does that take away from the human aspect of you know, meeting someone, talk to someone, someone representing a company instead of, yeah, you know, this kind of fake artificial thing? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, sure, the conversations that you have when a company calls you up and says, you know. This is whatever company we're, you know, trying basically trying to get money, but it's an AI yeah. thing talking to you. Is so annoying. And I'm like, what? Well, I would I would kill just to talk to a, a normal person every once in a while. You know, it feels like every time someone calls me now, it's this fake. And artificial... now restaurant
1: chains are trying to bake AI into the drive through lane. Mm. Uh, it's... And the
0: self checkouts. And
1: yeah. Uh, so the, the it, this is a really good thread. Uh, a sub thread on artificial intelligence to what extent does it take away from the uh, opportunities for um either a coder or a um or or an or any or a writer Mm -hmm. um so artificial general intelligence the theory is that most if not all but uh most um intellectual and economically valuable tasks can be performed by mm. an AI, mm-hmm. right? That means middle management. Mm-hmm. That means accounting. That means um, writing. So getting back to creativity versus uh, the, 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 the creativity of the human spirit versus the rec, rec-, rec-, rec- excuse me. Capitalism and profit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that what it comes down to, you, right? Of, so of AI, um, we get into uh, a philosophical dilemma now. So, um, and I want to di- I want to dive into those in just a moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, g- getting back to kind of a flow here, um, I think we have a pretty good understanding of what AI can do, mm-hmm. how it works. A, um,
0: probably an elementary understanding, honestly. Of course, right? <laughs> and,
1: and again, this could be a thread that can go a year long, I I'm suppose. Sure, yeah. Um, but the trillion dollar question, what is the trillion dollar question? You're kind of hitting on it. And I'll go ahead and um, and pull it up here in my notes. The, it seems that the industry is grappling with this very subject. Is this a constraint or an opportunity? Well, I think it comes down to whether and how we regulate and enforce an AI ecosystem mm-hmm. as a group, as a nation, as an industry, as a whatever, right? So to what extent can uh, and and how, really, can we regulate or and enforce training data, uh, optimization criteria, algorithms, such that the net effect on humanity mm-hmm. is a benefit
0: yeah that's where i think martin Luther king hit it on the hit, the, hit it on the nail um was that we need to become a, a people-oriented society rather than like a thing or a profit or you know yeah, like and that's that's the most important is what is go ahead the regulation is not it's not worthy of anything you know money politics ai like it all needs to be about human beings first and foremost and if it's not you know, there's a lot of people who the globalist people out there who are going to use it to their advantage mm-hmm. to, you know, I mean, obviously we've seen that in the past couple of years, the rich are getting really rich and the rest of us are not. And mm-hmm. that works out to their benefit and facial recognition, less people working jobs being taken away. That, that is a, a, a real yeah. clear concern, I think for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people have already, yeah, I know personally I've experienced layoffs and stuff because they're no longer needed. Um, their jobs are are outdated now because of this thing and i feel like that's the place where we need to be really careful when we're talking about regulation are people going to lose their jobs over this um and is that possible you know i mean it's not that we have to regulate we have to we have to change our world basically you know in be be world that is uh, fundamentally fundamentally uh just focused on people and i feel like we all have to do that
1: agreed this is a big part of the dilemma yeah
0: uh, like bezos is using he said in the next couple of years, like how many 50% of packages could be delivered by drones. And then it's like, how many people will be out of jobs because he can just shoot a drone to somebody's house. And then, you know, that's, and so I think if more than anything, if we don't, if we're not careful, that shit can hit us really fast and really quick. And we need to put our money and our energy and our attention to go into a place and flow to places that at least if they're going to use these things, use it for the benefit. But let's,
1: but let's understand, um, Or let's let's not neglect that this is not a new dilemma. Automation in industry uh, has uh, been with us really since Ford, right? Mm -hmm. The um, assembly line allowed a crew to pump out 200 cars in a day, Mm -hmm. right? Well, that is fundamentally different from the craft work of a hand assembled car, right? Sure. Well, yep. since then we're now using AI powered robots and now really the human function in a complex manufacturing like that, let's take Tesla okay. uh, or and any others, you know, and sure. All, yeah. sure. Um, the human function has been, uh, moved into a managerial role, right? Mm-hmm. Or a quality assurance role, For sure, right? Yeah. So the, the factory is designed and built by the workforce. And that workforce is then tasked to operate it such that quality standards and productivity are met, okay? Mm-hmm. That's nothing new. The difference here is that efficiency and quality can be further enhanced Through intelligent robots, right. That's right. So, working with the theory that um, automation is is been ramping up for the last hundred years and will not stop. Yes, it it behooves we the people to keep our skill set aligned with what the future holds and not the present or past. The um, and, and also allows us to dive into. Uh, further specialization. Mm -hmm. So rote tasks we know have been um, uh, assumed gradually by automation. Now we have more intelligent tasks now being assumed by Mm -hmm. intelligent um, uh, algorithms. Mm -hmm. This is where... Um, this is, I think, precisely what the European Union and the United States have been uh, focused to protect the workforce, right? Right, yeah. Uh, And the consumer and and everybody else in between, right? So you have now products and services that are subject to um, artificial intelligence. That means that less involvement or perhaps transcendent involvement mm-hmm. uh, from all of the humans involved in that supply chain or that value chain um, are now um, um, now calling for different skill sets
0: right. And the robots and AI are doing the the work, the work, right? and we're we're and so then we have to be really careful. I mean, do you ever think at some point? Just because you got robots, they're just going to do what you tell them to do all the time. If you have these super smart, gathering data, gathering information, I mean, is there like this aha moment for robots too? I mean, we've we've definitely Since seen it. You know, short. Sure, we yeah. talked about this the other day, short circuit. You know, the thing got electrocuted, and all of a sudden he's Johnny Number Five. And
1: what are you doing, How?
0: <laughs> right, right. That sometimes robots become conscious eventually, and um, I think that's something to. I mean, you know, who knows how how. No one, no one that I know has ever experienced something like that. But I do feel like with all the movies that we've seen with, you know, civilizations that have probably gone well, well beyond what we're at right now. I things think like a, that have to happen.
1: A, a really good example of this recently was um, displayed in full view for uh, we, the people, <laughs> to understand um, how AIs think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a robot at a trade show moving, uh, working on a pick line. Uh, imagine a big distribution center and you have boxes flowing on conveyor belts everywhere and it stops and a robot or human or a robot needs to uh, place some product into it according to uh, a bill of lading or what have you. Right. Well, a robot was doing this and it was going to be doing that all day long. Yeah. Have you seen this? No, I don't think so. Uh-huh. So the robot, the, the, it took some forensics to figure this out afterward, but the robot determined that this was a dead end job. Wow! And it dropped; it fell to the floor. Really? It decided that without um, continuously learning and improving itself and, um, and growing, mm-hmm. it decided it wasn't. It was done. It was not going to do it anymore.
0: Sounds like natural intelligence
1: right okay. <laughs> yeah, now no. uh now compare that to someone to a human being in the same position yeah right 100%. okay let's say i have a job uh where I, i'm just there to make some money let's say it's i'm just there seasonally um i know that there's an end point to this i'm just there to to uh pad my bank account and then get out mm-hmm. whatever the reason is or let's say i really like this job because it doesn't require me using my brain i'm just using my body in a muscle memory sort of way right
0: just there I'm to make following it, simple make directions
1: i'm doing simple tasks sure and i clock out and i'm done right mm-hmm. well, guess what i can do during that i can meditate mm. i can grow in other ways because i have a connected conscience right something that a robot doesn't have it does it, so if it sees its boundary and that its it, its own algorithm will not permit it to uh, expand its own capabilities beyond that boundary. Yeah. Then yeah, feudalism comes into it comes into play. Mm. But as a human being, I don't mind doing that job because I know that there's perhaps growth potential within the company. Mm. Um, if I do it f- better, faster, cheaper than you know than, than the next person, then there's opportunity. Yeah. Um, or if I don't care then I can simply just let my mind wander. So I I think there's a really good argument for um, the risk of an algorithm or a robot, if if it's given physical form, to become sentient. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't take long to figure out that You know, if if uh, if an algorithm has a set definition and it needs to work within those optimization parameters and and such, um, I can outsmart it. Right. Mm -hmm. So is it a threat to me? No. I have infinite ways where I can outsmart any um any algorithm.
0: Yeah, I do believe that's a little right. I I mean I agree. I believe the human brain is more capable of it. I don't I don't connect it. Yeah. All of us, yeah, we're connected to the internet. And so, you know, all things and the cost of record, everything is all available to us. I feel like, you know, as, as we evolve and as we meditate and do our spiritual practices, I think we're all kind of getting, um, more connected. Yeah. But it is, it's certainly crazy. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a, the debate of has our technology surpassed our humanity in this thing too. So we have to be careful, um because you know kind of like the, the Jurassic Park just because we can do it doesn't does mean we should and <laughs> and I want to go back to what you talked about jobs earlier and I feel like that's something that's that's really happened on this planet is we've got this casteism where people if you work in a fast food restaurant or something like that you're lower than someone else who does this job over here and I feel like that's a place where we need to really understand that people eat three times a day normally and um just because someone works at a restaurant serving food doesn't make them any less than anybody else who does this job over here. People need to get their hair cut, get their lawn cut, they need to eat, they need to get their car fixed. And I don't think any job is below any other job, but I feel like we get into a very detrimental spot in society when we have a caste system where someone who does this is more glamorous and is a better job when all jobs are really important. And then we say, well, that job's not important. So let's give it to robots and you know that's not true man i don't i don't i want my food being made by someone who's happy someone who's feels good who feels valued who's grateful for the work that they're doing i don't want a robot to make my food i don't want I a robot a to, to or check me I bring, yeah I bring me drinks <laughs> i want it to be a real human with the heart um unless mm-hmm. the you know what is that guy on the marvel? Um, unless it's some dude who's really, you know, has his own personality and conscious
1: and unmute in- Un- Cody. He'll, uh, <laughs> he'll he'll remind us. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up in a second. I know. I it's, it's like right there. Uh, Chat GPT. Who's the guy with the whatever? Uh, so back to the trillion dollar question. How how do we how do we define that net benefit to humanity? Um, I see it as a measure of. Uh, cognitive capacity socioeconomic welfare community um, like you said i want to be served or i want to interface with i'd like to um i'd like to work alongside someone with a heart and an aura uh, that i can interface with directly mm-hmm. agreed so to what extent does ai provide a net benefit to humanity vision sorry vision <laughs> vision's
0: name i was like anything with it at all Yes, I, I do. I, I agree, man. I yeah. I feel like that's what's important. I mean, we have yeah. to come to a society based on people and that's yeah. the most important thing in the whole world. Each individual human is more valuable than any machine or any amount of money. Um, and I work in a job where I feel like, um, you know, I, I work with humans every day and sometimes I don't feel like these are valued humans by certain, you know, our governments and things like that. So it can be sad sometimes, but you know, to try to advocate as much as you can for these people. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I've never, I don't feel like I've ever looked down on anybody because they worked a certain job. As long as you're working and making some money for yourself, that's great. And if you're not working then Hey man, if you're not having to work and you're somehow getting by, it's good too, you know, but I don't think any job I've ever felt like was, was better. There seemed to be something more glamorous and more fun, but I mean, working in a restaurant can be great. It can be fun. It can be, you know, great to fill people up and give people good food. And you know what I mean? Like I just, eat- it just yep. doesn't have to be something that's. Oh, you work at this restaurant, so you're a low life. You know, deserve minimum wage or, you know, and minimum wage. I mean, dude, we we're all our money's all been so inflated that it doesn't matter if we're making fifty or sixty dollars an hour at this point. You know, I remember making four bucks hurt. an hour, and I was trying to think what was the lowest I've ever made. It was probably like five or six. Four twenty-five. Yeah. Oh man, it might have been four twenty-five. That I was me.
1: Yeah. Yep. I remember the that 90s. Uh Okay. So a lot of what we're talking about is, um, I just want to point out, this is philosophically equivalent to um, conversations in law, money, Mm. uh, academia, religion. Yep. Um, What do, you know, how do we organize and manage these areas of our lives such that we are not excluding any particular class or person? Um, and we are providing an overall benefit to, uh, to the whole or to the, to the all, to the one. Mm. Right. So I think, um, if we getting into the root of this issue and, and including automation throughout history, right. Right. Yeah. Um, through our history, through this iteration of Terran humanity, (laughs) um, this really comes down to balancing light and dark um, in in development. So, if we have the dark in service to enriching the few, mm. for example, right, we're going to make things so so efficient that uh, the people at the top make even more money, right? Right. Our, our do things to
0: infringe upon our freedoms? Or do things, you know, like yeah, if, you don't, if you don't play the game up, right, behave we'll a turn way your electric
1: or, car or off. think right? a certain way, right? So we'll, we'll, turn, we'll, your,
0: we'll turn your smart meter off. You don't have power to your house anymore. Like, yeah. obviously, no, nobody's rights and privileges, not even privileges, the things that we're all as living human beings are given our God rights to and to have and to need and to water and food and to to the resources, yes. all those things yeah. should never be able to respond.
1: Right. So you have the social engineering side of this thing, right? And then we have uh, the light, right? Which is that net benefit, the cognitive growth, the connectedness, the etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, can AI be a part of a balanced growth in humanity in those respects? I think it can. Uh, we'll get into some thesis here. Oh wow! Okay. I told you, man. You try to if you try to read every word, it goes quick time. Um,
0: yeah, go through. it we're okay. that just under an hour, so we'll go for a little bit more. Well, sure. all
1: right. So we're just touching on um, some elements of um, the next, the next kind of major subject here, which is the the spiritual or or quantum dilemma.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah. This is really just one piece of that
0: whole umbrella subject. Probably my biggest one. I you know, Phil. Feel- you know, called to talk about this is the spiritual dilemma of all of us.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you know, and I'll, I'll start it I'll kick it off because when you talk about that, you, you know, you, you talk about people on social media and every picture is a filter and every person looks so good and that, you know, perfect and skin's flawless and everything. And that's all great, man. That's, but at the end of the day, like, when you get a hundred likes or thousand likes, because you know that picture looks so perfect and pristine, and then a real one of yourself doesn't. What does that do to your your humanity, your self esteem? You know that the real raw you isn't good enough somehow. That some AI generated filter makes you better, makes you get more likes, makes you have have more popularity. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when you actually go outside to yep. you know a party or something like that? And then you know people don't see. They think they have this you know altered view of what you should look like and you don't look like that and then you know they're disappointed in something so and that's going to really take a shot of your self-esteem so they're those kind of things i and i feel like just the natural you know laws of the universe get affected here a little bit when we introduce ai and artificial intelligence <laughs> into the world and so i think it is something uh you know definitely to be careful of you know those fake pictures and and the fake people and, and and like I said, we were talking earlier about getting on there and creating some masterpiece. And you know, I know for Ascension Works TV, we have some incredible pictures that we use, and some of them are AI generated. And I'm super thankful because I don't think any of us could paint any of that. But um, you know, there are people who do paint and they paint a picture that would look like that would take, I don't know, days, weeks maybe to do some of these artistic works. and I wonder does that put someone like that out a business or where or we should we could have bought you know someone's artwork or, or an image that someone actually painted rather than asking this app to make us you know a cool picture that we can use so. to
1: your point, are we talking about paint or are we talking about Photoshop you know a digital paint mm-hmm. you know the, and I think the, we wouldn't have to look back very far to see the progression. Uh, AI speeds things up so now I can just offer a prompt. Right. Whereas before I was I was collecting different elements and, and layering them and brushing, you know, and doing a lot of stuff digitally. But it was a lot faster than working with oil or water, for instance. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is faster. So and that's it, I think that's that's the key thing is everything in AI seems convenient. easy. Sure. You know what I mean? It makes your life easier, and more convenient, you know, and I feel like to some extent sometimes having an easy life for everything to be super convenient can be something that hurts us in the end, because guess what? Guess now we go to the convenience store and pick up our groceries and nobody knows how to grow any of that stuff. No one knows how to turn the soil and rotate crops. And you know, it's somebody's done for. So once the prices go up because all the plants have been burned down and now everything's super expensive, we can't do those things. And Mm. if it goes up too high, then a lot of us won't even be able to eat. Um, So I feel like, you know, that saying that easy times create easy folks. I mean, that's something we have to yep. you know, really have to think about. Like how how much is the convenience worth? Is it worth to not know how to make preservatives? Is it not how to grow your own food and you know, make your own clothes and those kind of things that we can just go buy it for a cheap price.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So to understand how AI plays into this spiritual war or this or this dilemma. Mm-hmm. I think it's helpful just to understand the the motives behind mm-hmm. the, te- the technocracy or the or AI in general. The raison d'être AI is a means of control. In the eyes of its handlers or if it's or of its creators, it's a it's a it's a means of executing some sort of fundamental um either a process to make things easy in in a small scale or in a large scale it's it's means of controlling massive change Mm. right influencing informing guiding um you know somehow uh bringing a group into some sort of set of behaviors that wasn't you know that was that's different from what was before right right yeah um Mm. by comparison we have the akashic or the social memory complex or the connected conscience right we humans are connected in ways that allow us to learn from each other without having right this is um I won't get into um some of the proof of behind this but we are now um in a in a time and space where we can see the artificial equivalent to what humans have had for many, many thousands of years. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's stay cognizant of that. Let's discern, let's be critical thinkers. It's not hard for an expert to look through uh, the output from a large language model. And I'm quoting, um, Excuse me, Jill Nephew, a behavior scientist who's um, who's been on the circuit um, for AI um, on various um, outlets. It's not hard for a, a an expert to see chat GPT output as essentially a word salad. Yeah. Right. So someone sure. who's really done the research in a specific area can identify the constraints within which chat GPT is working to produce an answer that sounds trustworthy, that mm-hmm. sounds thorough, that uh that we can echo to somebody else and that person's gonna go, wow, you know, without um without any real context, uh, it's believable, it's trustworthy. Right. Yeah. Right? So if you
0: don't know enough about it, it sounds good. Right? Yeah, but it's not thoroughly researched like a human
1: right. And it may be yeah. just a conversation yeah. starter,
0: right? Yeah. Okay. It, but mm-hmm. it could be, you know, when it has more access and they're able to, you know, fast, uh, quickly and fast pick up new things and sure. be able to, you know, find things all over the world in different places. Sure, imagine it could be, you know, instantaneous.
1: Yeah, I, I raise this as uh, to, to um, offer s- uh, some meat behind the theory that the motives... Um, the, the motives are constrained they're they they are of a service to self nature mm-hmm. and secondly that technology does not create it emulates mm. it can derive um, it can offer an optimized collection of responses that sound complete but it's up to us and it's up to an expert who is interpreting that output to um, to accept it as a data point and apply normal, highly developed cognition um, to bring in context, to bring in a deeper understanding, to to know where to uh, to peel back and and look further. Um, so th- this, hmm, I know we're out of time. We're this, not out
0: of time. <laughs> I
2: mean,
1: <here> you're. <laughs> We can go as long as
0: we want to. We're not gonna go too long. Um, anyway, so um there's there's a
1: lot to cover here. Um I, and But I, as
0: far as the spiritual aspect, I mean, yeah, just the meat and bones of that. Like, I mean, if you really honestly think about it, they got us from the beginning on this. Uh, we're interacting, especially even now, we're interacting with robots. I mean, my daughter in there ha- has uh robot unicorns and robot dogs, and they walk around and they bark and they Make all kinds of noises. And, and I was talking to you about this earlier. It's interesting because it just looks like a stuffed unicorn. But ultimately, you pull the skin off that thing and it's a robot that walks around. And, you know, when I was saw it the other day, just hugging it, loving it. Oh my God, I love this robot unicorn. And she didn't say that, but she said unicorn. And I'm like, man, that's, I think about taking the skin off that thing and I know it's a robot and it's got, you know, bells and whistles and moving parts and it's mm. you know it, all, it runs on batteries and it you know some of these cars have remotes and things like that and i mean that's we're literally hugging and um playing with these robots and these robots are really and sometimes more attractive than 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 the dog or something that doesn't have the bark and the robot movements and the walking and the and batteries the, and the batteries and everything like that and it's crazy like It gets your attention really fast. And then when this thing dies out, she's really sad. She's really mad. Got to get batteries, Dad. We got to get batteries. And, but the other toys that are probably her most, you know, the favorite right now are these just regular stuffed animals. And those ones that say, you know, I'm a puppy and I'm this and all these things. And so the imagination is far more on fire than obviously when we read a book, then when we watch television, when we play with stuffed animals over robots. We create those sounds and we create those things in our mind. And, you know, it's just I don't even think we're really conscious and aware of that aspect in general. It's like we're already we're really getting involved in, in interacting with these things from the get go, you know, and I didn't even think about that until we had this topic, which I think is one of the great things about doing, doing a podcast like this is to really get my mind going and thinking about how this is affecting my life. And really is affects my life in more ways than I can ever imagine from my car to my kids to, you know, uh, could I be, lose my job because, you know, someone has to be able to do the things that I do from a, from a computer or from an, from an artificial standpoint. So I think that's something we really need to be aware of. And like, again, it, our, Technology is to kind of surpassed that of our humanity at this point. We need to catch up. We need to we care about others. And you know why? Why do people want to play with shiny robots toys than these other toys? And just be careful. Everything in moderation. And you know, don't just throw them off. Even the every animal's got to be this super cool thing. No, use your imagination. Play, draw. um I mean, I you know sometimes draw over an iPad, book over a movie. You know what I mean? And those things get our brains really going. So. Um, I think when it comes to easy, when it comes to, you know, convenient, when it comes to what's flashy and bright lights and stuff, sometimes that's that thing that leads us down to zombie life. <laughs> and sometimes we're not really interacting with people anymore. We don't even look at people anymore. We don't have with of, you know, our, our families and our coworkers and everything else, unless it's on a screen or, you know, yeah. something like that. So, yeah,
1: no, you raise, you raise a very good point. And, uh, you know. <laughs> This is why I uh never really replaced the batteries in my kids' toys. Probably smart. Yeah. That's when they were younger. Um, uh yeah, it's the, the, the imagination, the imagination that um that connection with the or the personification of that toy that really brings out the value of of um yeah. Honestly, <laughs> so much. Let's, Yeah, let's okay. move on because we don't. are going to be short
0: on time. I know you got some things that you uh, want to yeah. Getting wrap
1: it up e- with. wrapping up the the spiritual quantum dilemma. Um, I see AI, the end game. Uh, we we hear a little bit about uh, transhumanism, um, artificial general intelligence, and the perceived threat that it brings to managerial even managerial roles in, in mm-hmm. industry. Uh, we have um, uh, part of the end game. I I I see the polarized evolutionary pathways. Right, mm-hmm. we have right brain dominant, right brain dominant, and left brain disconnected. This is another uh, Jill nephew observation. The um, the usurpation of divine faculties mm-hmm. by technology. In other words, we're gonna get lazy right that's the perceived threat mm-hmm. we're going to become disconnected we're going to be completely reliant it's a crutch it's no longer just a tool to uh, to improve the, the the quality or speed of an output mm-hmm. it's now the primary um, um the primary crutch so the uh, uh, on the spiritual side we have the social memory complex and I'm I'm using a law of one term there, but, um, the end game in spiritual progression is transcendence. Mm. It's intuition, it's spiritual growth, connectedness, awareness, uh, and well-coordinated brain hemispheres, right? Right. Where it's a fully developed human, right? With all of its faculties. So we have now the, the, the different motive sets, And again, it comes back to, let's use our discernment. Let's be critical thinkers. Let's never forget that an AI piece, an artificially generated piece of information is one data point Mm. by which we make decisions. This is why, um, uh, this is why there's always going to be a human, um, involved in most critical life safety decisions or, um, in uh in a in a defensive posture out on the out on a battlefield right you're Mm -hmm. you're you're never going to i suspect we will not see on this planet an ai um dominant or an an ai claiming dominion over uh any part of the human race
0: not if we have anything to do
1: with it right right (laughs) Yeah, Um, and (laughs) I think we're getting help on that one as well. Yeah. Um, so with this in mind, I think we can move into um, the kind of the. um, Well, I think we can get into the uh, my 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 final two theses.
0: Okay, let's do that. Okay, let's roll. You
1: know, there's a whole risk analysis we can get into. I I uh, similar to environmental impact reports and uh, you know process hazard. Uh, analyses or failure mode effects, um, in the, in the physical world, there, um, there is room for a thorough risk assessment, uh, according to all the different terms, um, and, and, um, uh, by which we interact with technology, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. We're going to skip all that.
0: Skip it. We'll do it again.
1: We'll do it again. I told you, man, that hour comes and goes real quick. All right. Two thesis. Number one, I suspect that the degree of influence of AI over we, the people, individually or as a group, I I suspect that the degree of influence is going to be a measure of our self-determined sovereignty. Hear me out on this.
2: Sovereignty
1: sovereignty. has multiple facets um, in technology, law, money, academia, and mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. We are sovereign in all those ways, as long as we identify ourselves as such, as an individual, As a group. And speaking of those layers, um, there are a a set, there are sets of moral values and ethical standards at play in, um, in a new earth technology, uh, technocracy or technology ecosystem. Sure. So if we couple this subject along with many others about where this planet uh, is going, where we, the people, are going, where I as an individual, where, where the, the collective consciousness is going, I suspect that in a new Earth scenario, we're, uh, we will be claiming sovereignty in terms of moral values and ethical standards in technology development. This will determine how and to what extent, what the magnitude and and characteristics are of the influence of AI on our development. If we can claim our sovereignty in all those different ways, um, keep faith and optimistic, uh, use loving intent in in those algorithms uh, and essentially optimize for a service to others social norm, Mm -hmm. AI will continue to be a tool for the growth and expansion of humanity or we individuals Mm, yeah that's my first thesis um number two do it okay (laughs) artificial intelligence i suspect when 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 we lift ourselves up to the highest transcendent point of view Mm -hmm. artificial intelligence i suspect is a tool of the gods to, uh, it, and I say God's plural,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, essentially to support the polarized nature of the schoolhouse earth scenario that we're in currently, mm-hmm. such that we have, from a negative or a fallen angel perspective, we have uh, means of control and enrichment <clears throat> But from a positive or ascendant perspective, we have decision aids. We have rote tasks that are taken over uh, that allow us to spend time with family, or specialize in our career, or what have you, right? And we have um, a tool that ha- will will help us aid in uh, aid ourselves that will aid us in our own awareness paths. Mm. So if I can ans- if I can ask questions of ChatGPT that are not bounded to secular sciences or to um, or to a certain uh, agenda if I can if I can approach some of the more esoteric subjects or the mysteries of of humanity or the universe yeah um, I suspect that the likes of ChatGPT will be very useful for the next generation
2: mhm
1: um, and then we have a benign perspective or a a transcendent perspective above polarity, where uh, I suspect AI will be um, an aid and a challenge uh, for the growth and refinement of the physical realm and mass. Mm. I don't see um I don't see AI um, as a as a threat, knowing that, um, it's in use elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, um, it is is I suspect a, um, a, a tool for the growth and development further technical and spiritual development of the physical realm. Mm-hmm. So, sure. and seeing that we are in a mass ascension window here on this planet, I think the timing is no coincidence. So, oh,
2: absolutely, that's
1: my that's my second thesis. This is why I'm I'm supremely optimistic about our relationship with AI. I think we will achieve a balance. It will be clear and and concise. We have a yin and yang connection with technology by way of this uh, sort of natural or. or uh, um, uh, this natural interface you know, where we can just offer a prompt and it's going to give back information in, in, in a, in an easy um, in, and integrable
0: way. Yeah. I, I agree. And I, but I think I always, I'm Gemini I, so I, I think both, I think I see both polarities, the positive and negative negative B um, viable at the same time, you know, like they're going to be people who use it to, the greatest good for, create, for creating things and making life easier for some people making you know medical devices whatever and then there's going to be people who are going to you know steal your photos off of your social media and create a version of your kid and you know make a voice and you know become the ultimate scam and scam people out of their mind mm-hmm. because they think their kids kidnapped or something um both are definitely uses of a tool And the thing about tools are, is like, you know, a gun is a tool and there's a lot of people who hunt and who sport and, you know, have have lots of guns and no one ever gets hurt or killed or anything. Um, And those people, a lot of times people like that would think, you know, I I couldn't see why anybody would do anything else with it other than to, you know, food for your family, uh, for fun, for sport, for target practice, whatever. And then there's some people who are going to go shoot up an entire movie theater. Because there's some, you know, there's a missing piece inside or they've been convinced to think certain things. Um, and that's a tool. The thing about AI is, you know, probably kill a couple dozen people with a gun at most at one time before someone's going to end that process. But AI is something that we could subliminally check an entire civilization or culture or countries uh, to think and to, and to feel certain ways and have certain agendas. Um, and so I I hope that we do, and I think the way we advert this is to find that sovereignty, like you said, within ourselves, to get back our own power, to take your own power back. And each individual individual person doing that really does have a massive amount of influence on the world by really taking back your own sovereignty and not allowing anyone or any entity to take advantage of us, to lie to us, cheat us, steal. And as we start to do that, I think we we don't allow our governments to do that to us. We don't allow, you know, politicians and things like that. But we've got to have that integrity, that 100 percent honesty, um, love for ourselves and our neighbor and implement that every day. And that will just you know vibrate out into a society that looks like that. I would say the majority of people uh create a collective consciousness that, that a president reflects that back to us what we are you know yeah our politicians reflect that so we've got to really be careful in our own dealings and and how we talk to each other and all those kind of things but
1: i, I think, think i think next time we can get into a little bit more about how um random number generators and oh and, you know that's the, a good responding point. to the common conscience
0: we have to say it though what <laughs> what are you talking about? The number generators, the Global Coherence Project, and in yep. Dalai Lama was asked, like, when these things are flipping, just random ones and zeros, and then something like Princess Diana or 9/11 happens, and these things start to start to flip in a certain pattern. That's obviously no longer random because emotions influence these number generators. And they said, are there therefore are the number generators conscious? in the Dalai Lama thought for a while and he goes, if you think they're conscious. They're conscious.
1: Yeah. 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 Blow my quantum mind computing, quantum mechanics. Right. Yeah. There's there are a lot of
0: anyway. Makes you think about the avatar and is that the rock sees more. You know what I mean? Like how much does a rock actually see and collect data? Oh, you know what I mean? Um, but interesting subjects. Morgan, I want to thank you immensely for being here. I, I am so grateful to have cool friends to talk about cool things. Um, yeah, and it's an it's an incredible opportunity. And I just want to tell everyone out there on Ascension Works Television on youtube wherever you might find this on rumble or something somewhere thank you for being here thank you for watching for supporting us it's it's an honor to be able to do these shows and a big shout out to mike We I mean we love you man and, and the ascension works tv platform is probably the one i want to ring the most and just say you know it's a small little donation a month but i really feel like putting our money where our mouth is is supporting platforms apps Grocery stores, people who are doing the right things, and and where attention goes, energy where energy flows, attention goes, energy goes, attention goes, energy flows wherever. All the things, um, it's important, man. What we where where we buy from, who we promote, where we go, and so a big thank you to Mike for for putting us on here and sharing with you guys tonight. And I just again, I want to thank every single one of you for being here, for doing your work on this planet at this time right now. It is so important. It is so big. This incredible transition uh, journey that we're on, on this planet and this school, it's huge. And we are about to blossom in mental capabilities, emotional, physical, and spiritual capabilities. And I just want to thank every single one of you guys out there for doing your work, because it is important. Your integrity, your love, your honesty, Those things to do when nobody's looking, to do the right things when nobody's looking, because that will 100% change our world when we do the things when nobody's watching. So tonight, I want to say the divine sees, honors, and recognizes the divine in each and every single one of you. Namaste.